My name is Matthew Becker. As the owner of a fitness facility and an attorney, I have a lot of things that I need to get done in a day. I've spent the last few years developing strategies that allow me to constantly move forward while also living the best life that I can live. On this podcast, I share those strategies with you along with other thoughts and ideas that allow you to live your best life through the concept of the aggregation of marginal gains. Everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Stronger Revolution. I'm Matthew Becker here alone once again uh, for another episode. I tried to get Adam Kronbush on this episode, uh, but when we were originally planning this earlier in the week, not giving out too much information, he came down with a little bit of a stomach bug, and let's just say he couldn't make it down today to do the recording. Um, so it's just me. Hopefully, Adam's going to be back by the uh, next episode, which this actually worked out because I want to finish up our topic on developing mental toughness in this episode, and then we're going to move on to some fresh topics, uh, one of which I have in mind that I think will be really good to get Adam back on the podcast to discuss, kind of like we did last time with the, uh, the episode on fear, where I had kind of my theories about it. And I could bounce it off of him, and he, and he countered it, and I thought it made for some good back-and-forth dialogue. So as I just said, this episode, we are going to finish on our series about developing mental toughness. I'm not going to belay the point too much on a quick review. If you want to work on developing your own mental toughness through our system, go back and listen to the preceding, I think, four episodes um, but we're basically talking about, when we talk about mental toughness, we're talking about uh, remaining cool, calm, and collected regardless of the situation in which we find ourselves in. So this is the opposite of being reactive uh, to a situation, finding that we get super angry because something in our life didn't work out the way we wanted it or unfortunately expected it to go. This is also different than talking about somebody who is physically tough and able to push through pain or push through discomfort in order to reach a particular goal, even though uh, that kind of physical toughness and the mental attitude that is used in order to overcome adversity that way can be a part of mental toughness. We're talking about um, a mental control or um, a mental calm that last throughout a lot of different things. It isn't just related to something like a physical activity or a physical challenge. So last episode, we talked about how to overcome fear. We're going to finish this episode with developing a cool, calm, and collected confidence. So the topic of today's episode is mental toughness as it relates to confidence and how we can use the principles that or the 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 strategies and tactics that we've talked about in previous episodes and apply them in order to develop an air of confidence about us. 
First and foremost, I kind of wanted to gripe for a second, um, and not at myself or, or at the individuals who listen to the show or anything like that, but just I feel like I've always tried to make this podcast one that is very practical. And I've hoped, or at least I hope, that I've never titled an episode in a way or put a synopsis in, a, in an episode in a way that convinced somebody to listen when they were on the fence and then failed to deliver on what somebody was anticipating when they listened to the episode. Um, so if I ever have done that, please feel free to reach out and tell me that I've done that. Um, I will accept that bit of criticism because I want to make sure that this podcast never ends up just information that is in no way, shape, or form useful. Let me give you an example. I was listening to a podcast um, over the weekend, last weekend, and the way that the podcast was advertised, or perhaps I should say the way that I interpreted what the episode should be about when I read the advertisement was that it was going to be a discussion about two people who were giving competing uh, points of view about particular diets. So specifically, there, uh, the way that it was touted was that um, there would be somebody, somebody gave a report on, on a Joe Rogan podcast about a, I think it was the carnival diet, Carn not carnival, uh, hmm, cannibal, cannibal diet, uh, which was basically um, carnivore diet, maybe it's a carnivore diet, regardless. A diet that is based pretty much solely upon the consumption of meat and animal products. And then it said, this person goes on Joe, Joe Rogan. And then on this particular podcast that I was listening to was going to pre be presented an alternative view for this. And then they were actually going to get a response to the alternative view from the original person who went on Joe Rogan's podcast. And the way that I'm telling it to you is the way that it was advertised. And so I assumed we, it was going to be sort of like an argument on one side, then an argument on the other side, and then a rebuttal to those arguments. And I was pretty pumped about listening to this because this is, this, this is one of the topics that I tend to try to listen to as I'm a nutrition coach myself. I often like these competing points of view, so I have arguments in my back pocket or just supporting data or things to discuss with my members who often want to talk to me about different kinds of diets. So I started listening to the podcast and it ended up not having anything to do with these individual diets that were being promoted on either side by these two scientists. It was a podcast that was about the efficacy of contradicting opinions when it relates to something like science. So the whole point was that the individual on one side presented one argument and then the scientist from the other side really kind of like tore him a new one through, I don't know, social media and the internet um, and used kind of silly tactics like making memes about it and just calling his theories ridiculous and then not really coming up with any of the science on his own. And then the rebuttal wasn't the rebuttal to the science. It was this scientist's opinion about how this other scientist attacked him. So there was nothing actually practical in the episode regarding anything involving diet. And so it kind of left me with a really bad taste in my mouth. And that's what I mean when I talk about, you know, 
what I try to do on these episodes is I try to present a topic, then maybe give you something to think about involving the topic, and then give you, if you want to start to make some changes in your life through the aggregation of marginal gains so that you're 1% better every day, some practical things that you can do. So if I ever fall short on that, and I don't say specifically in the beginning of the episode that I'm going to fall short on that, please let me know because I never want to do that to you, my valued listeners. Ah, did you catch that? All right. Back to the topic. We're talking about confidence. One of the reasons that this topic came to mind, well, first, it was part of the uh, mental toughness series, but it just so happened to fall around the time that we hit Memorial Day, programmed Murph at the gym. Uh, Murph is a big, long hero workout that um, we do every year, and it's run a mile, do 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and run a mile as fast as possible. Takes the average person about 40 minutes to complete. Um, there's lots of different variations, but it's something that we all train up for every year, and it's it's a benchmark that we then do each year so you can kind of test how your fitness in those particular areas is progressing. Anyway, along with Murph, often comes a lot of conversation about overcoming adversity and training and mental toughness and developing things like mantras to use when you're running to stay focused. And inevitably, somebody starts to voice concerns as we get closer and closer to Murph, questioning their own abilities to complete or take on or handle the workout of Murph. And, and, and the question would often be like, am I good enough to complete this workout? Um, and so this, it, it, this matches up really well with this episode because the point of this episode is developing confidence. Confidence is the different is different than an ego or arrogance. Okay, and the reason for that is, or, or the way that it's different, confidence is having the knowledge that you're capable of handling a particular situation because of experiences and exposures that you've given yourself or you've put yourself into or you've provided yourself in the past. Arrogance or ego is an assumption that you have a particular ability without any supporting data whatsoever, right? And so let me be a little bit more clear about that in an example. Um, when I was more active as an attorney, you would always be able to tell the attorneys who came in who were confident that what they were about to do in court because they would have this calm uh, air about them that, again, I'm trying not to use confident like over and over and over, but basically that they knew what was going to go on because they've done it so many times before. They've had experience. Whereas typically younger, but not always, typically younger attorneys who came in and would be very uppity and showy and flashy and seem confident to the uneducated eye, but were really very egotistical and arrogant. And you knew this because after you were in the legal realm for a while, you would know that this individual had no experience whatsoever with what they were about to do. So that, that's a pretty easy example, uh, but we can apply this to just about anything. When we look at something like the workout Murph, 
you know the person who comes in and is ready to take on whatever version of the workout that they're going to take on or try to finish. And they seem very cool, calm, and collected about it, right? They have this mental toughness because they've done the work. They've exposed themselves to different tests like pull-ups and push-ups and squats. They've run many miles leading up to the workout so that when they get there, they know that they can complete it they have a confidence that they can complete it because they've done the work up to that point. Versus the person who comes in and you know from watching them, they have no business trying to attempt the workout as prescribed or as written. And yet they're very loud and boisterous and everybody knows they're going to attempt the RX version of it because that's all they talk about. And that's more of an ego or an arrogance about the person that they think they can complete it when they have no experience to back up the fact that they can complete it. Are you starting to get a picture? Are you starting to imagine these people in your mind that you know that you you can see are either confident versus egotistical or arrogant? And the person who is confident is mentally tough because they are not concerned about what they're about to encounter because they know that their experience is going to carry them through it. And if you haven't picked up on it yet, the way that you develop confidence is through experience. There's a saying that floats around the CrossFit community, and I don't think it's, it's you know uh, particular only to the CrossFit community, but the saying is that we fail at the margins of our experience. What that means is simply we fail when we come upon something that we don't have any previous exposure to. We don't know how to handle it. We don't know what to do. We don't know in, in fitness, we don't know if we have the strength or the skill or the ability to do it. So we're more apt to fail at that point because we don't have any exposure to it. We don't have any experience in the past that tells us we can or can't do anything. So how do we gain experience? Simple by exposing ourselves to tests. And test is sort of a broad term, but you could really say it also as exposing ourselves in controlled environments to something that is going to challenge us. And when, when you're talking about, you, know, you could say, well, wait a second, when I approach Murph, isn't that the challenge that I'm, I'm, I'm challenging myself, I'm testing myself, I'm experiencing it. Yes, yes, at that point you are, however, when we look at something like a benchmark or we look at something like um, you know, going into court for the trial or we look at something like hitting that job interview, okay, these are the end goal. These are the things that we are striving to achieve. And so, yes, we can look at that as a part of the test. But if you want mental toughness, you want confidence in, uh, confidence in approaching that test, then you have to look at other tests that you can put yourself through in order to gain the experience, exposure, and skills or abilities to overcome that particular test. Does that make sense? Each one of these are their individual tests that then prepare us more for the future. But we have to approach each thing by completing individual tests to work our way up to that. I hope that I hope that's clear. I hope that's clear. I hope that I hope that makes sense. Um, so, 
when we test ourselves, it is not important whether or not we pass or fail. A lot of people put this emphasis on pass and fail. Oh, I didn't, I didn't complete my goal, so I failed. I'm just going to move on to something else. That's not the point. The point is when we test ourselves that we're ultimately growing from it. That by testing ourselves, whether we succeed or we don't, is that we learn something about ourselves that we can then use in the future to better train ourselves in whatever endeavor we're trying to accomplish to better accomplish that endeavor. So for example, let's just continue with Murph because I assume that the people who listen to this show have some exposure to fitness so they know what Murph is, but let's just, let's just continue with that, that example. You know that if you're going to attempt Murph as written, that you have to complete 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, and 300 squats. If you have never done 100 pull-ups in your life, or you've never done anything close to 100 pull-ups in your life, then testing, using Murph as the test to see whether or not you can do it, isn't the best option. You're not going into Murph with the confidence because you've never done 100 pull-ups or close to 100 pull-ups before in your life. You don't have the confidence to do it. All you have is an arrogance that you can. However, if you test yourself leading up to that, if you do large sets of pull-ups in practice, if you deliberately challenge workouts in a way that puts you in that you know, 80, 90, 100 pull-up range within a workout, then you've now tested yourself and you've learned something from those tests. You've learned, hey, I can do this or no, I can't. I have more work to do before the ultimate test comes up. And so by going through and testing yourself beforehand, it doesn't matter whether or not you pass or fail. What matters is that you learn from it. And what you learn ultimately directs your future actions so that when you get to that ultimate test of having to do 100 pull-ups, you know you can do it because you've already done it. You've had the experience to do it. Now, that's a really simple, simple example because we know what the test is going to be. We can take little tests in order to build up to that. But we can apply this to other things as well, like a job interview. You don't ultimately know what's going to happen at a job interview. The test is unknown to some extent. But through experience experience, exposure to yourself to these things in the past, or by reading about other people's exposure to these things in the past, you can have a general idea of broad categories of things that you can expect to encounter. And once you know what you should expect to encounter, you can start to prepare for that by exposing yourself to those experiences under sort of a controlled environment. Let's go back to fitness again. We see this at the CrossFit Games every year. So at the end of, uh, usually at the end of July, beginning of February, CrossFit brings the fittest people together um, and then they compete. Leading up to the competition, and even day of, and even sometimes the moment before, three, two, one, go, the workout starts, the individuals who are competing have no idea what the test is ultimately going to be. So when I use the example of Murph, we know it's going to be 100 pull-ups. They don't know if it's going to be 100, 200, or 300 pull-ups. They have no idea. So in their uh, um, um, training, a big part of what they do is try to guess. 
and try to expose themselves through experience to just about anything they can come up with in their imagination. And that's the trick to it, is exposing yourself to just about anything you can think of, not shying away from anything, but constantly taking on challenges so that in the future, regardless of what it is that you encounter, hopefully you have had exposure to that in the past. And that's how you develop confidence. And when you have confidence, you have control over your reactions or your responses to a situation. And when that happens, you have mental toughness. So what is your practical lesson that you're going to take from this episode? Simple. We've talked about throughout this podcast. Expose yourself to adversity. Expose yourself to tests. Don't shy away from things that are hard because ultimately what that is going to do is it's going to increase your experience. When we talk about we fail at the margins of our experience, if you deliberately expose yourselves to multiple different things all the time, then your experience is constantly expanding, which means the margins that you may have failed at last year are now no longer the margins. Those have expanded. The margins that you may have failed at yesterday are no longer the margins. They have now expanded. You have now increased your experience by 1%. You are 1% better yesterday, or sorry, today, than you were yesterday, and you're going to fail at less. And that is going to give you confidence. All right. Let's get a quote and finish this off. This episode's quote comes from Stan Smith. Stan Smith is a former American tennis player, best known to non-tennis players as the namesake for the uh, brand of popular tennis shoes. What is the brand? Oh, Adidas. Stan Smith. He said, quote, Experience tells you what to do. Confidence allows you to do it. End quote. Okay, everybody. Go out into the world. Be confident. Be mentally tough. We're going to be back in the next episode sooner rather than later with a change of topic, a little teaser. I might change it before I do the next episode, but I'm thinking it's going to be responsibility. As always, thank you for listening. If you have any questions, please reach out to me. If you have any critiques, please reach out to me. If you have any topics that you would like us to cover on the show, please reach out to me. Otherwise, as always, thanks for listening.